the season's over finally i say finally like it was actually long for me but <laughs> i think it actually went by pretty quick um in retrospect at the end it always feels like man that was uh that went by fast but at the beginning you're like man we're just now getting going yeah i had fun i was only there for a total of 12 hours on saturday but you were there for five out of the seven days of last week with like a two or three day break coming home right uh, so before finals it was friday saturday sunday came home monday tuesday wednesday and then back thursday friday saturday so there's a lot it's a lot of band it's a lot of band it's a lot of band of course three of those days were just rehearsals with uh with our group but still a lot of band yeah well thanks everyone for joining us today we have a lot to talk about in terms of wgi finals 2019 um, before we get into all that good review analysis of everything and all of our opinions, uh, welcome everyone to the Aged Out Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Fantini, and with me as always is Evan Worrell. Yep. Make sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, and as you'll notice, we officially have our new logo. So we have a new thumbnail, and it is definitely a high enough quality to get on iTunes. So that application will be submitted within a couple days from now, probably. So without further ado... Get that iTunes grind going. I know, right? Um, Let's jump right in. So we have a few things that we think we want to hit today. The first of which is the very first thing I noticed being in the lots on Saturday. So I did not go in the arena. I was outside seeing friends, watching drums, having a good time uh, the whole day from about three or four in the afternoon till the last group left the lot at like 10 or whatever. And the first thing that, that I noticed was, well, obviously Chino Hills High School was insane in person, just like they are online. And that, that, that gold medal, again, was well-deserved. But I watched Atlanta Quest warm up who was the first group that I saw of any of the independent world groups in person all season. And within one rep of one of their show chunks, I know the first thing I thought to myself was how the heck is this 15th place? Like the, if this is 15th place, WGI percussion independent world has come such a long way since eight, nine years ago when Evan and I were still marching. Oh yeah, man. I would argue that, pound for pound WGI finals quality ensembles is either as good as, or has surpassed DCI like top 15. You're talking like in average. Yeah. In average, like, cause think about like DCI finals, you only have the top 12. So you got to add three more groups that didn't make finals. Like just like the average, the overall average. I feel like it's, it's probably a little bit better. <laughs> I you might be right. Now, I, I think you could because say the that standard from... is so high too. You can't. You can no longer just have an okay or have a good show and play okay, or have an okay show and play well. Like you have to have pretty much both to get in the PIW finals. Now you have to have a good show and you have to play well. Yeah, speaking of like the top fifteen, uh, our friend Aaron Bailey w- was one of the snare techs for Connexus, and he showed me they they finished eighteenth on semis day, and he showed me a, a lot warm up video from their semis warm up, and I was blown away like the level of balance their snare line was playing with and the quality the entire battery like the battery sound, I was just like this didn't even make finals. This would have been like seventh or eighth place like eight years ago. Yeah, I actually saw them on prelims day. Yeah, I saw them on prelims day um, after or before we performed, and I watched them play through play through some of their warm up stuff, their exercises. So I was like, yeah, man, these kids can play. They they were really good. It's nuts. I mean, it just speaking to that, it just means the top five is that much more cutthroat. Like, I watched Rhythm X Live, I watched Mystique, I watched Pulse, Broken City, I did not catch RCC. I was unfortunate, all the warm-ups were too close together and couldn't get over there in time. But the four that I did see, you're splitting hairs at that point, in all honesty. It's almost like how the top of DCI has become, 
in the sense that show design matters that much more because everyone is playing so well at the end that you're splitting hairs from a from a clarity and achievement level yeah i sent this uh we have like a snare group chat for cap city um and i sent this to the snare line just because i think everyone was super stoked and those kids were so appreciative to make independent world finals obviously there were several people that would have loved to have been in there but especially since after the indie regional we were all kind of like biting our nails like are we gonna get in or not like we were sitting sitting pretty low in the totem pole but i sent this to them for perspective uh, my first year um at rhythm x in 2010 when we were second cap city's score from this year 2019 would have been eighth place so we finished 13th in 2019 uh but in 2010 when i was at x the score we got at finals this year would have been eighth place and both the top two in 2010 so pulse and us wouldn't have been in the top four this year as far as score wise now you could say like oh different years different judges blah 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 yeah it's all relative at the same time it's still pretty interesting um no, yeah, the numbers and, are definitely a lot higher. That's why you're having the highest score record get broken every two years. It's because of the bottom end. So yeah. the groups 9 through 15 yep. in 2010 would not have made finals this year score-wise. Yeah. So as, as it, the average rises, it, it pushes up the, the, the top group score number. And um, even just five years ago in 2014, the 11 through 15 groups, so the bottom five, would not have made finals this year because in 15th place, the score was an 83. So five years ago, 15 sitting at an 83 versus uh, this year, 2019, 15th place place is at an 86.75 Atlantic Quest. And that was with their electronics not working uh, for part of the show. So it probably would have been higher. (laughs) That sucks. That's so bad when something like that doesn't work. Live and die by, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, moving from that, something else I noticed being up there. And so I didn't go until Saturday early afternoon. So what I did to see all the shows is I watched all of semis. I think I missed like two groups in the first five groups to go on in semis. And this is probably a very subjective thing whether you like it or don't like it well obviously it's going to be subjective a lot of this activity is but when it comes to the design of shows but it's becoming more music theater than than indoor drumline and i don't like that that much because i think it has made it's decreased the amount of actual drumming happening throughout the show like there's less full battery moments i've noticed there's a lot of the top groups i feel like the snare lines specifically are not playing as much as they did 10 years ago throughout the show i would say the same i'm not sure if the same thing is the case for the quads and bases so yeah i i think that's a valid statement although We'll get into this in a second. We we'll probably need more data to support that claim or opinion. Yeah. But I think a lot of show design is becoming, like you said, a lot more theatrical. Um, it's more about the program and the overall just package that you're putting together. But you do miss some of those just like, we're just going to ram notes kind of like, parts where. Obviously, I'm a homer for Rhythm X. Like, I'm an alumni. I just, an iconic. WGI indoor percussion moment is from that show touch in 09. That's that one. I I don't know what part of the show it was in. You're probably going to instantly know what I'm talking about. It was a full battery break. Like where they're in this like triangle or diamond. Am I saying nonsense right now? Or, uh, there's a few parts of that show where that could, that could be the case. (laughs) Well, okay. Any of those parts, like I just don't see a lot of that in the design of shows now where it's like, all right, we're going to have this sweet um, momentum build up into this awesome, just Ram that obvious, obviously you have to make it fit pacing wise within your show and 
find ways to make the body help make sense with what uh, what the show theme is and blah blah blah. But I just see a whole lot less, and there's no other way to say it than drumming. Like there's just a whole lot less of why I love this so much. Yeah, I actually had another friend of mine um, that I was texting back and forth, like, "Hey, were you watching the shows?" And he was like, "Yeah, I watched, but I he, none of the shows were like resonating with him." Um, and his kind of feedback was, I feel like the shows are becoming more and more chopped up musical phrases to support visual ideas. Um, and I kind of sat back and like thought about that for the second. I was like, yeah, I could see that viewpoint uh, That's a good and the way to put behind it. that statement because a lot of it is people trying to create these effect moments, whether that's visual effect or music effect to where maybe some of like the long phrases of melody or build up like you were talking about lean into like a ram get broken down into segments to try to create this like moment if that makes sense no i and i think the placements are showing that i think on the whole from a playing standpoint and we'll get into this in much more detail later on uh, in this episode but i think pulse across the board if as a sum of all their parts played better than broken city did and I actually heard through the grapevine that Broken City didn't have an amazing playing run for their finals run. And so... Uh, yeah, we can get into that in a little bit too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean... We'll get into the placements and our thoughts on here in a little bit. Yeah. We don't want so, to... I mean, I just... Far too I don't like the direction it's going, man. I don't... I mean, look at Infinity's show. Did you see Infinity show, the clown show? Yeah, I did. Well, I all saw right. bits and pieces of it. Okay. The circus show, the greatest showman say, and all that. I actually liked that show because they did both. They yeah. drummed a lot. And I think Dartmouth, if you look at Dartmouth's show this year, they did the same. Dartmouth is always a ram with some theatrical stuff going on. But yeah, they Infinity, do like the theme park roller coasters or like the Mozart or Beethoven or they do like the poker thing this year. And yeah, stuff. It, it's just really cool. They still find ways to be visually intriguing and have effect in their show, but it has a lot of energy. It has a good pacing. It's got momentum. It draws you in as an audience member. And so many shows don't do that. Like I sit there and watch and I'm just like, all right, has it been seven and a half minutes yet or seven minutes? And and Infinity, first off, shout out to playing quads on stilts. <laughs> Dude, it was funny, too, uh, in the finals lot, those guys walking around yeah. on the stilts, uh, watching the other groups in the lot. Like, there's massive crowds surrounded, like Pulse or Broken City, and it's like, oh, I got stilts on, I can see above all you guys. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So so kudos to Infinity for, for having the whole package. I think they played very well. Um, that quad line was actually pretty good. I was, I was impressed. Uh, I also still don't know how the heck how long i wonder how many people fell learning to walk around on those stilts and with, <laughs> yeah that's with one of those on, things <laughs> with those with like front heavy and then you're trying to play and move on stilts when they first revealed they were standing on stilts like they moved the prop out of the way in the show i was like they're not gonna move they're just gonna stand up there on the stilts and that's how the show's gonna end nope they move forward and like moved around it was wild I just imagine things I've seen. I'm not sure if this is how they did it, but I just imagine them like practicing that in like a gymnastics center with like a bunch of foam pits around in case they fall. You might have needed to for safety reasons. You (laughs) literally might have needed to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so yeah, it obviously they're an example of it can be done. But then you have this year on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you've got Broken City, who. Although I will argue had probably the moment of WGI towards the end of their show, it's minimalistic. And I get the show itself was kind of minimalistic. To me, at least it came off that way. Um, And WGI rewarded them in spades, even though I don't think they were the best playing ensemble. Uh, They pulled off some hard stuff, but I think think, uh, it just kind of shows you just like how when... When the Bluecoats won in DCI in 2016, it was like, oh, okay, this is the direction that DCI clearly wants this to go. Now, I'm also, I don't want to get into whether they should have won it. I think the core was amazing. That gold medal was deserved that year. But some might argue that I think this year, 
WGI made a statement and rewarded Broken City for a very minimal show. Is that too harsh? Am I being naive? I mean, that's your opinion. I don't think it's harsh. I mean, um, and I, I'm not even sure that I entirely disagree with you. Watching it, it does feel very segmented, I guess, like very bare and like how many people are playing maybe at once. Um, that does make it pretty readable from an ensemble standpoint. Like there's not a whole lot of full battery moments, so it's not very dense in the book. Um, but I think it, it would be more interesting to like break it down and really like dissect it on like, all right, who's playing now? Do you want to go ahead and get into that real quick? Yeah, we can go ahead and talk about what we plan right. to do um, from a data so Mike, collection so standpoint. So to kind of piggyback off of like it coming across as bare or like maybe minimalistic, Mike and I have talked about actually sitting down and watching the shows and timing sections like, all right, how many seconds of this seven minute show do the snares play? How many seconds of the seven minute show do the quads play? Maybe how many, how many seconds do they spend in full battery moments? Um, just to kind of see like, is the playing like less like we feel like it is, or does it just feel that way because of the show design? Yeah. Is it, or are they taking a direction? Like we're going to look at quads, snares, bases and full battery and I don't think we haven't decided or really talked about much whether we're going to look at the front ensemble because most front ensembles are playing almost the whole show in some fashion. Yeah, it would be hard. I feel like you'd have to break that one down into marimba, xylophone. Yeah, I don't. Vibes, I don't want to get into like that. Synth, we're battery guys. Be... Yeah, let's just leave it at uh, leave it at the battery. But I think just looking at it at face value. I could feel confident to say that there's definitely less full battery moments in the top groups than there were when you and I were marching or before. So I think what we're going to do is I think, I think we said you were going to do X and RCC. Did we say we we're going to do how many, how many are we going to do? How many groups? I think four. I, <laughs> I can't I remember. Say we, no, I, th I think we just do the top four. We leave broken we city out broken because city in there, but We'll do I think it would be later. interesting to compare what they do versus what they are doing now versus maybe okay. what some people are doing have, 10 years. We only There's have only four, four years. years to sample from. <laughs> yeah. So I think you're going to do X and RCC, and I'm going to do Pulse and MCM and go through and actually with a stopwatch watching the shows from 09 to this year and see if we can see what kind of trends are going on with the designing and writing of the, the battery book specifically and just kind yeah. of try to give some more insight into that. Maybe it's intentional that these designers are making these choices to make the shows more readable from a clarity standpoint for the judges so it's not as dense. I mean, who knows? There could be many factors, but I think it would be interesting just to kind of dissect it. Um, there was a study, I believe, done from EKU students at Eastern Kentucky on DCI a few years back about, like, is this section playing? Are they playing and moving? Who plays and moves the most? Which I'm almost positive that the Blue Devils played and moved the least out of the top 12 <laughs> when they did that. Uh, we beat that horse it, to death at this point. We beat yeah. that horse to death. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's kind of that. Yeah, um, so we'll be doing that. Probably, hopefully, we'll talk about it on the next episode in two or three weeks. Um, shouldn't take us a whole lot of time as long as we do a couple of shows a day, each of us. Yeah, it probably won't we'll be have that to bad. Out how many years back we're gonna go? <laughs> yeah, I think Tim would probably be a safe bet, but we'll figure that out later. So from there, we were talking about Broken City show a minute ago. I don't like all the emo-ness. Like, a lot there of high school There is a lot groups, of depression. Yeah. And I guess just the dark themes of, oh, woe is me, and then we're going to rise up and overcome this challenge. It's just really easy to pace because it's done so much. Yeah. It, I feel like it's easy to portray and emote anger for drummers or oh for sure i mean that's kind of like a stock like oh you're play angry like your game face on or whatever like you're serious acting it's definitely harder to do like joy and happiness and about mean, that than it is anger but in, in 2012 <laughs> with that enlightened show tim fairbanks like the whole opening of the show he told us not to look angry he was like look like uplifted like heads held high like regal almost like he didn't want us like make an angry 
mad drummer face at any point in the openers especially yeah and it which is tough to do it's not easy like it doesn't come across that well either because you're so far they can't really see your facial expressions from the crowd so, so i don't know yeah i feel like a lot of the shows though like you said are there's some sense of like darkness or like anxiety depression sadness to them and it's just like man if you watch like four or five in a row you're like, man i feel like a piece of crap person like, <laughs> what's this world coming to yeah it, it just kind of struck me as i was watching all of semis i was like well here's another dark theme show oh this next group oh another dark theme show and you can imagine how happy i was when we got a circus show once infinity <laughs> came on i think that might have been part of the reason why i liked it so much because it was all like dreary and ho hum ho like life it sucks. Was a palate cleanser and then it was refreshing there's a rhythm x <laughs> palate cleanser oh yeah jeez. <laughs> they um, did the palate cleanser yeah yeah which is kind of ironic too i heard someone say he's like you know what after listening to like 12 shows in a row where it's just like boom boom crash shots rim shots ping shots and then you have just some guy out there sitting on a stool playing guitar it's kind of refreshing i was like oh my gosh well, yeah yeah all right there yeah. it is um so that's i don't want to go down i don't want to beat that horse too much um so there was some weird stuff that happened in independent open that yeah kind of really pissed both pissed of us off. off yeah yeah dude, it was I not was cool mad. so i'll let you explain kind of what happened at independent um, open finals this is like heard a guy from a guy not literally but i heard this from another instructor and not with this group that got penalized but out in the lot there's no electricity for the groups that wgi supplies or that you can hook up to from the arena or the light poles so you have to bring a power generator if you want to test your sound equipment your electronic equipment your mainstream your volumes and stuff like that your front ensemble balance you got to bring a generator to power all your electronics which of course pretty much everybody's going to want to do that just to make sure that you got everything set up plugged in that way you can just unplug and then replug back in when you get in the arena. <clears throat> well, um, I guess it is a WGI rule, which I didn't know until now, which I don't know why I would have, that you cannot bring that generator with you inside. So there was an independent open group that I guess just put their generator on a card and wheeled it inside. Maybe they didn't realize they had it on there. Maybe they did know and just didn't know that it was a rule also. But anyways, this group didn't use their generator inside from what i was told it was just there they brought it in left it on his cart moved it out of the way kids did the show went off 10 point penalty 10 I'll, point penalty yeah, for i'll repeat that, that for effect 10 point penalty for absolutely nothing that impacted any of the show nothing it was sitting in the corner of the tarp like this group, next to the pit on a cart this group would have gotten a silver medal yep. in their class, but instead finished 13th. That's shit. Like, I just feel like, come, like, what are we doing? Like, can we not use common sense? Like if they'd have brought it in and used it. Okay. Like, yeah, you guys can't do that. The, they didn't use it. What does it matter if it was sitting over there? Yeah. Like who it's... cares? That sort of stuff is like the thing that grinds my gears. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> where like it's supposed to be an activity sport of the arts but it's supposed to be an education activity like you're penalizing these kids for something that probably was a staff member's fault to begin with and also doesn't really matter it didn't help them it's not like they're out there taking performance enhancing visual music drugs or something for their show i mean they brought a generator in on accident who cares completely unreasonable and punished i almost want to relate that to some of the stuff going on like with the ncaa punishing certain schools for like, stupid stuff yeah they'll lay punishment down on a program for stuff done by people that have been gone for five years <laughs> or like try to make kids like shut down their youtube accounts because they're student athlete and they can't make money from youtube while they're student athletes like, yeah dude, dude wild aside <laughs> there was a kicker 
for one school, I forget where the school was, a football kicker, that he had a YouTube channel of him doing like trick stuff, like trick shots with a football. And he was making ad revenue, so he was making money from his YouTube channel. He lost his eligibility to continue to play in the NCAA football, like play football in the NCAA for oh a YouTube channel because he was making Which ad that, revenue. That same YouTube channel is probably what got him a scholarship in the first place. Somebody uh, sold on there. <laughs> maybe. But it's, just, it's but unreal. But that sort of stupid stuff. Yeah. That kind of crap is just pointless. The over-regulation. I don't know how, stuff. as educators and adjudicators, you can look at that and go, yep, they don't deserve that silver medal. They broke our rule. Like, I feel well, like if I was your a rule. timing and penalty judge, I'd just be like, I didn't see it. <laughs> I just yeah. ignore it. I mean, or, or if they wheel it in and you see them with it, just be like, yo, you have to leave that out or it's 10-point penalty. And they would have yeah. left it behind the curtain. Yeah, like the same thing with like when you're going to get on and off the floor. Like at Cap City, we have we had three pretty good sized props that we had to set up for the show with like make sure that they were ready to go. I mean, I think it's 11 minutes you have. You have 11 minutes to get on and get off, and like everybody's rushing you. Like it's just like a big old rush. I feel like they need to add more time. Yeah, 11 minutes. Like, even if you just added another 60 seconds. Yeah, just first of all, groups are getting way more elaborate with what they're bringing to the table. Yes. And it's the amount of, like, franticness. Is that a word? I think the so. The frantic. It is now. Feeling. <laughs> the franticness uh, that everybody feels to try to get all this stuff on, get your kids relaxed so they have a good performance, and then get it all off so you don't get a timing penalty. It's just like man, can't we just, like, be a little bit more chill? It's just banned. Like, Yeah. It, can we Can we just get on? It's just Do the show. Banned. As long as we're not, like, taking our sweet time. I understand still having time slots. Like, oh, your time slot is here. But the other group's out of the way. They're already off. Can we just can we go ahead and set up? Like, it'll be quicker for us to get off now. <laughs> we yep. might even get ahead of schedule if you let us do that. Right. <laughs> right. So stupid. So. Yeah, man. We just the thought pen- we would. The timing and penalties thing drives me crazy. And I feel like a lot of it, too. Like there should be ways for things to be amended, like mid-season. And I, I know it's probably WGI is probably the same way as every circuit. You have a board meeting, you can bring rule proposals, you vote on them. They either get passed or they maybe get amended and then re-voted on in some way. But there's stupid stuff, like even with our local circuit KMEA, where, like, it's just well, I won't say it's stupid. I'll say this: it's outdated. It just needs to be updated. For instance, with our local circuit, if you want to create some sort of fog or illusion of fog, you ha- the only way you can do it is by a fire extinguisher. What? So if you were to go out on the field and use like a hypoallergenic fog machine that is completely harmless, it's like not going to interfere with anybody's breathing, asthma, in any way. No, you can't do that, but you can use – you do have to use a fire extinguisher, like something <laughs> like that. Like it's just outdated. Like obviously option B, the fog machine, is way safer, probably less expensive, easier, all that. But you cannot do that because it's not in the rules yet. Like I feel like we just need to be – people need to be using more common sense in circuits. Like, oh, somebody forgot to bring that up at last year's board meeting. Oh, yeah, we forgot to vote on that. We'll have to wait till this year's board meeting. But guess what? They'll forget again, and they won't vote on it, and they won't change it. Like, why can't we just change that right now? Yeah, let's just change it. It deserves to be changed. Yep. So that sort of thing. So I don't know. We just wanted to bring everyone, bring that to everyone's attention. So maybe if the right people are listening to this, they can bring it up um, at the next WGI directors meeting or whatever it's called, and say, hey, this shouldn't happen ever. Violent Crown Independent, you're the silver medalist in my heart. <laughs> yep. Violet, not yep. violet. Violet crowned. Yeah. V-I-O-L-E-T. Violet. Yeah. <laughs> violet crown. Sounds like yeah. something out of Game of Thrones. All right. So <laughs> let's let's dive into the meat and potatoes here. Let's talk about placements, the recap, uh, sub captions. Um, and we can start with let's just start with the top groups. Who won hands, start with who won top. visual, all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. All right, let me pull that up. All right. I got my I got my so, recaps up. I got every class that, open. If you have if you don't know, I'm sure most people do. Broken City got first, broke the record. 
I don't even know what the number was. Evan will tell us in a minute. Uh, second place was Pulse. Uh, somewhat controversial, if you ask me, but we'll get to that. Uh, third was Mystique. Fourth was X. And fifth was RCC. And then sixth was Matrix. Seventh was Monarch. Monarch. And then eighth, I don't know. Pow. Pow, I think. That's still nuts that Pulse has two groups finishing in the top eight every year. <laughs> I don't, well, yeah, I mean, I guess it's not really two groups anymore. They're kind of just they're separate things, but they both get designed by the same people. So I guess. Yeah. <laughs> guys um, crazy. Quick shout out to my A-class friends, uh, Brandon Ditkin and Milford High School. I just kept up with them. All year they finished six. I think that was the first time they've made finals. In, in Scholastic A? Scholastic A, so good for them. Very cool. Although they were trying to bump them to open, which is another issue but in itself. And they had to appeal that that promotion and so they could stay in A class, which it would have been dumb if they got bumped. I mean, they finished sixth. If they got bumped to open, they probably wouldn't have made, they probably wouldn't have made finals. Yeah, it's just more of WGI being stupid. Yeah, it's like, like just this like if they're killing winning. if they're killing everyone, okay, I get it. But like, you can't like go to one contest and be like, oh, they won this contest. We need to bump them. Like, just, just pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, I would even um, go as far as to argue if a group come. I, I don't agree with bumping groups mid season. I really don't. Eh, I, Unless I'm not they're saying beating I'm people. Bumping it, but. I don't know. I mean, if you're just if you go to a WGI contest and you win your class by like eight points, you probably need to get bumped. But maybe. Anyway, all right, all right. Recap. Off of that, recap. Let's go. You want to start from the bottom or what? Uh, let's talk about the big dogs. Who start won hands? From the bottom. Now we hear who won hands. Uh, Broken City won hands. Okay. Uh, what was the pl- uh, placement of the top five in the hands? The music performance. Performance analysis, PA category or whatever. You had Broken City in first, Music City, Mystique in second. Big disagree. <laughs> big disagree. <laughs> uh, Pulse in third, also big disagree because I thought it would be higher. Uh, X in fourth, and then RCC five, Monarch six, Matrix seven, down, 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 down. Okay. So, um, Broken City, one hands. Um I don't agree with that. Um, and the reason I don't agree with that, I think Pulse should have won hands. I Same. think Pulse, across the board, looking at quads, bases, snares, front ensemble, they might not have had the best subsection in all four of those categories, but the quality across the board should have put them in there. I think Broken City's snare line might have been better than Pulse's, but I do not think that like Broken City's quads were unimpressive to me. Completely unimpressive. Um, the baseline didn't really do a whole lot to wow me. I think I just I don't know. I just think I agree. Pulse I thought hands. Pound for Pound Pulse was the best music Playing. ensemble. I thought Pound for Pound Pulse was the best ensemble, period, but whatever. Me too. Um. But and so that also goes to say that Mystique while see mystique is interesting because you have content and achievement and what was what was was the, was their content lower than their achievement no what <laughs> no oh my god actually one judge had uh, mystique winning content i my, their quad mystique line played nothing they play well they play they, well I, but that's what, they the vocabulary is it they Pulse and Broken City played more stuff. And Rhythm X. 100%. In the content category, now granted, Mystique's front ensemble is phenomenal. They are every single year. But the battery book this year, year. the battery book was super clean. But man, was it not that challenging compared to the other four, if I'm being honest. Like the quad and bass books were like nothing. Not even close to the other four in difficulty. Me, I was sitting there and... I watched Mystique's warm up for finals, and I'm sitting there watching like their quads and basses play. They have some quad features, quad moment, bass moments, and I'm like, they're not doing anything complicated. They're doing it very, very well. Yeah, but I just the content wasn't there in the ba- in the battery book at least for me to put them in second in hands. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> if, if I was going to rank people, I would put Paulson first in hands. I'd probably put Broken City second, X third, Mystique fourth. And I, have, I didn't even mention RCC. I think this was a down year for them. I don't think the show was that great. I don't think the playing... I think their snare line was definitely a building year. Um, their semis run on the floor did not come across well from the snare line at all. Uh, no, I mean, I watched them live in person too. I know you watched on the stream, but I actually watched uh, the top six live in person. On the yeah. yeah, it was an off year for RCC. So they're not going to be seriously included in some of these discussions because of that. Um, I'm line curious. I'm going to go back and open the semis recap too, just because I saw that one live. Yeah. So I'm just curious. But yeah, Mystique raises that age old debate of what's more important content, achievement. If you listen, have a group, well, I mean, if you have a group the, playing way Listen easier. to the hands recap and semis real quick. So if you're thinking hands, it was Pulse first, Broken City second, Rhythm X third, Music City fourth. I agree with that way so more than the I like other that one, judge. But, Who judged? Who was that? Uh, it's the same judging panel. What? I mean, so maybe they just went on a pure night to night basis, but I, yeah. Same judging panel, semis to finals, but that one aligns with how I feel better. So yes, I, I mean, that's exactly that how I would make it right, them. but that that does align with what I feel. Yeah, hundred percent. I think the semis night is an accurate representation of how the hands category should have played out. But anyway, uh, where did Matrix finish in hands? Because I want to give him a shout out here. Sixth. All right, this might be might have been the cleanest Matrix drumline ever. In the ensemble's history. Definitely one of the best snare lines I've ever heard from them. Yes. Um, I walked up to their lot for a little bit, and like I was like, whoa, those snare rolls are balanced. That doesn't happen very often from them. This is, and I actually <laughs> fair, like... Fair enough. I, I mean, I'm just calling a spade a spade. Um, they've had plenty of years where they've rhythmically been pretty clean, but this year they had rhythmic clarity player player to player balance clarity and it was awesome good for them i think that snare line was great i think it's the best playing battery um matrix has ever had could be yeah hope hopefully it'd be interesting to see if they can because i know they've beaten like they beat rhythm x a couple years ago at finals if they can take that playing quality and then they usually have pretty cool show concepts I'm not a huge fan of the last couple of years, but they've definitely had shows that have been very crowd-pleasing, full of effect. If they can get this level of playing with one of those shows, I think they could beat some of the top five again if they can replicate it. Yeah, certainly. Sure. I don't know how many age-outs there were in the in the battery or the front ensemble, but something to look at in future seasons. And how many age-outs there were in our battery. <laughs> uh, so Not many. There's hands. I don't have much to say about it, but uh, how did the visual caption end up? Visual caption was Broken City first, um, Rhythm X second. Rhythm X was actually second in two captions, but finished fourth somehow. It's huh. wild. They were second in visual and music effect. Um, so visual was Broken City, Rhythm X, then MCM, Pulse, Matrix, and then RCC. I'd probably agree with that i liked x's show visually uh fairbanks writes amazing indoor drill i think um another awesome product from him this year so a lot of the body in that show was so clean some of the ripples and the really big forms that spread the whole floor they did a really good job spatial awareness and timing everything i thought it that makes sense to me so yeah I'm just sorry. Uh, I'm like looking through this recap. It's no, like making good. me go brain dead. But yeah, uh, music? I, uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was good. I was just going to pretty much confirm that. Yeah. All right. Let's talk music. How'd that end up? We already talked music. No, we talked. Oh, I guess music is hands. All right. Effect. Is there an effect category? Yeah. There, do you not even know the categories? Are you no, kidding me? dude. I just watch <laughs> snare lines. I just watch snare drums. That's all. Uh, that's all I do. Music effect was Broken City, Rhythm X. Well, Rhythm X and Pulse actually tied. Um, over and then MCM RCC. Okay, who was fifth? Oh, wait. 
Yeah, RCC was fifth. Okay. Okay. So this would be the opportunity for me to talk about what I think is the best moment of WGI this year in independent world. There's a, you'll, I'm pretty sure everyone – I think you'll know what I'm talking about here. It's the moment towards the end of their show where – Broken City show. Yes, Broken City. Their show, first off, had a lot of peaks and valleys. This is one of the best shows I've seen in terms of getting so soft, having that whole effect of like leaning in to hear what they're doing. And then just coming out of nowhere. Their peaks and valleys were incredibly well executed and, and designed. And this one at the end of the show, it's everything's pretty quiet and subtle. And the voiceover slowly ramps up. like, And then as the loudest the voiceover is at any point in the show, when the quads enter, and then it turns into a full battery moment. I, even on the stream, it was the first time I'd seen that. It like gave me goosebumps across my arms, sitting in my bedroom. Like, that was so well done. And I think that stuff like that, because I think Broken City had a moment in their show last year like that, too. Mike Jackson's a genius. He's just a genius when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, like you said, he, they, they do a great job of just, like, pulling you in. And then when you're just, like, right on this edge of your seat, just, like, smacking you in the face, which is really cool. They're, like, playing, like, roughs up to their eyeballs and, like, just clean yep. as crap. Um they're definitely the so, most dynamic um, of the top groups. As far as like the dichotomy between high end and low end. Yes. Yeah. And I also want to give a shout out to how hard playing an isolated seven stroke triplet role. I think it was a single. Uh, was it Full way, ensemble. Whatever. What, whether it was singled or a role, it's still hard as shit. Pardon my French. Dumb. <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere, and it was clean. I don't know if it was. And it was clean. Night. The Spock roll was clean. <laughs> Shout out to Prosperi. Se- semis <laughs> night, it was clean. I I don't know if it was finals night. I wasn't in the arena, but that takes a lot of guts to write something like that and go for it. But I think I think that was well done on their part. But outside of that one moment, a lot of their show was kind of boring to me. <laughs> Yeah, dude, overall, I mean, overall, if we're just, if I'm just taking in the show, obviously there's so much nuance um, that judges catch when they're focused in on their scope of what they're judging. But just watching the shows, Pulse's show just did it for me. I was like, yeah. I love this. This is yeah. great. For me, it, <laughs> they, was it was just like a great balance of playing a crap ton of notes, but not too much and playing it really, really well. I thought that every single facet of their ensemble was really great. Um, I would I would have given them the the gold. Yep, personally, I think in my my book they deserved it. Um, not which, saying Broken City wasn't good, but I think yeah, I just think Pulse's package overall was better. Which I don't really like looking at the scores and everything. Like, I don't really mind that Broken City broke the score record do i think it's the best wgi show ever no but i can see how it happens just based on the level of strength or the level of achievement below them that kind of has the forces force those numbers up yeah um i mean you're either gonna have numbers that go down or go up and i think that the bottom end is good enough to have the numbers that they got so it's gonna just push the top end up even more um yeah the only thing i will say is that i just disagree with the the gap. I mean, I don't, if, if somebody's going to tell me broken city is the best, like they were the best. I'm like, okay, uh, fine. I, I'm not going to argue with you too much, but like 1.25. No, no way. I'm not going to buy it. Not Absolutely. No way. <laughs> nope. No so, way. No how, but that's just personal opinion. So, all right. So we've talked about, Oh, well, we talked about broken city show a lot. Let's talk about pulses show that it's, what was it called again? Uh, divided we fall i just thought that whole concept worked it was simple they had the table down the middle that moved and rotated and got out of the way and then went back in the middle again and i thought the show was paced very well it was musically engaging the drill was good and that dude snare solo was incredible dude the ensemble demand from a timing perspective that they had with like the quads and cymbals being on side one and then the bases and snare drums being on side two in the seamless 
back like, and forth. Relay back and forth of the quads playing on side one with the front ensemble, and then like a count later, the snares coming in. Like from the audience perspective, like that stuff was just so nails. Yep. And they did that a lot, and I was just like, that is extremely difficult, and you guys are nailing it. Yep. So I was just like, dang, that's yeah. That that gave me goosebumps, just like that whole thing. And they played really well. For sure. Um, so moving on from that, uh, Mystique. Now, I know there was some w- weird stuff early on in the season about what the heck is their pink Power Ranger uniform they're wearing. Um, and I waited to judge until I saw the whole thing, and I will say it worked. The tarp colors, the uniform colors, the visual aesthetic worked. Looked weird yeah. on its own. But Rhythm X in 2011, those cream-colored things we wore looked super terrible on their own. But with the maroon backdrop, it worked. Yeah. And I think for Mystique, the color palette worked really well. Uh, I actually liked their show, despite the book being easier than the other four. It was engaging. The sound effects stuff they did with those cones out on the floor was very interesting. And it did added the live whole... sampling, yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Um. I the fact that they uh, that they got all that to work is pretty mind blowing. That takes yeah. a level of yep. uh, understanding about uh, electronics that I just do not possess. I was looking at a lot of that stuff, and I think I sent you guys a video of their sound engineer explaining kind of how it works and like walking you through it. Um, not in great detail, but in just kind of like a behind the scenes. I was just like, dang, that is crazy. Very cool. I think I might have. This is personal preference. From a competitive standpoint, I don't. I know why Broken City beat Mystique, but personal preference, I almost like Mystique's show more than Broken City's. On the whole, it was more entertaining to watch and more engaging. That's fair. You are entitled to that, my good man. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's move on to Rhythm X's show. Um, it kind of was like a six out of ten for me the whole time across the board. Yeah, I uh, I loved listening to it. Um, like they obviously did a great job visually. Clearly, they got second, and they move and play. They move well, and it's designed well. But I think for me personally, just listening to them play in the lot, it was just way more enjoyable. It's like, man, this music and just everything sounds so great together. The front ensemble writing, which it was all original. Uh, there's, I, I'm assuming, pretty much, maybe there was some source material, but I guess Andrew, whether he did or did not use source material, it's just all his original composition, him and Tim Jackson. Oh. So that's why cool. everybody's kind of given flow marching crap. Like, oh, I can't believe you guys posted a video with sound because most of the videos they post don't have sound due to copyrights. And they're like, well, it's all original music, so we can post it. There's no copyrights <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> so yep, they can. That's pretty pretty amazing um and i think that that trend would be killer to take off for the activity uh like the original composition trend yeah man just because i think it just opens up so many more opportunities not only i guess for the arrangers to really just be expressive and do what they want but i mean you just have complete freedom pretty much and I think it really helps build a product and build something that's just fresh. Because, I mean, you can't say that the show wasn't fresh. Oh, it was. It was cool. But I just, the whole thing, it just didn't, it just, this was, like I said, there's no other way to put it for me besides it was like a 6 out of 10, the whole package. And then from a playing standpoint, I think this is one of the best quad lines X has had in multiple years. They were phenomenal. The bass line might have been the best bass line in WGI. Yeah, they were killing it. Those and five were this awesome. probably the best front ensemble Rhythm X has ever had. Uh, yeah. Ever. Um, I think the show is part of the reason why they didn't finish higher as an ensemble. Um, it took. Yeah, I still don't fully understand it, partly because I haven't really tried to. But I mean, I did. No, we're read just not cultured, posts. man. We're just well, not we, I did read some posts and stuff, and. Of course, when I first found out the name, I was like, what is this? So I Googled it and found out it was like the restaurant Alinea in Chicago, world famous. And I guess that on my brief investigation, 
said that the the restaurant is just very unique. It does weird things, and it's common to do weird things there or something like that. Um, anybody, f- please feel free to correct me on that. I'm not going to try to certainly put design words in Tim, Tim, and Andrew's mouths. Yeah. But I could easily find out what it's about, I guess. I could just ask one of them, but I never did. So, yeah. But I could see also how, like, as a judge – from a judge's perspective, there would be a lot of things that maybe would be question marks. Like I'm not really understanding this because I don't know the background behind what it is. Um, when you see a show like divided, we fall or a medium or stuff like that, there's maybe a little bit more things you can latch on to like, Oh yeah, I get why you're doing that. Mm-hmm. But with this fully created thing, uh, it might be a little bit more difficult. I think you're right. I think again, their show held them back. Because that group, like you said, best pit X has ever had, best baseline in WGI probably, one of the best quad lines they've had in quite a while. The snare line was good. I, I don't think it's one of the best snare lines Rhythm X has ever had, but I think they were still good. Good enough. Yeah, they were really good. Good enough to have finished a little higher if the vehicle had been. Um, I know, we're splitting hairs at this point. You know, <laughs> Dude, like. It- <laughs> It's wild. Dude, between second and fourth, so you're talking a 97.6 to a 97.2. You're going yeah. 0.4 between three groups. Like yeah. it's it's cutthroat, man. It's crazy. It's and we're talking throat. about how the show wasn't good or they could have finished <laughs> higher. Like, I think that's all nuts. relative. You got it. It is. It's, it's subjective, and you got to keep it all in perspective by pointing out like there was a 0.4 spread between three groups. So they could have performed again the next night, and they all could have flip flopped. Who knows? X could have been second. Like, yeah. Who knows? But, but so then we, we already mentioned RCC. Um, I think it was an off year for them. A little bit of a down year. Um, after them, Matrix, best playing group, best snare line for sure. I think they've almost ever had. Um, Monarch finishing seventh. Taha doing his thing down in Tejas. Um, Tejas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that group, it, I've said it before on here, it doesn't surprise me that they're good because Texas is such a big band state and there's so many good high schools. And It and surprises you're... me that there's not more ensembles. Yeah. From there. Well, I mean, obviously Taha and the rest of the staff know what they're doing, but they get all the talent. They get all of that Texas band talent in one group. It was only a matter of time until somebody got smart <laughs> enough to say, wait a minute, we could do this right here. There's a lot of good players that we could use for it. Yep. So they kudos to them for acknowledging it and just kind of running with it. And they're, I think they finished top eight last year too, right? I don't know. Uh, off the top of my head. I do not remember. They finished well. They finished in the top ten for sure. Um, then you got George Mason. Let's talk about their show a little bit. Uh, it was out there, but it was out there on purpose. Um, a lot of the yeah, they they wanted to do something different, which I mean, they succeeded good i mean and, we uh, need more people trying different stuff they were giving out mixtapes a lot <laughs> the the joseph noah yeah did we actually listen to that on the way leaving we uh we, we left finals and we put it in the car it's good man i mean I've i would lift weights heard... to the second track yeah the second track there's four tracks is ba- banging i would lift weights to that like i would listen I would to that in my car yeah uh so that he's kid... got some good stuff on his yeah. spotify man I think what surprised me the most the first time I heard it was like, man, this stuff is pretty well produced. <laughs> yeah, Good for him. Yeah, the guy's got some talent. It's if, if you don't, George Mason Center Snare had some of his own original music as part of their show. The guy with the microphone rapping and singing. Uh, it's pretty cool. What's his uh, What's his Spotify name? Uh, I believe it's either the Joseph Noah or Joseph Noah. So go check um, him out. He's got some pretty good stuff. He's also going to be the center for Crown this summer, I'm pretty sure. He's the guy with the hair. The tall dude. Yeah. Yep. So do we want to go any farther from that? Farther um, down than that? I don't really... I mean, Infinity, I we talked Dark about the... Dark Sky cl- did the whole thing where they don't march and play the whole show <laughs> with their drums on the stands, which they um, tried to do something different. Um, I didn't... It wasn't my cup of tea. Um, I think I'm a little salty... <laughs> that they got seventh in visual without ever having to play and move. I mean, they did like manipulate them and had people move the stands while they were playing, 
but at the end of the day, they didn't move and play. Yeah. Um, they did some very challenging things listing environment oh, definitely. wise. Definitely. Um, so that was definitely hard. But um, yeah, we already talked about the circus show, Infinity, Cap City, um, the Comeback Kids. I'll say that. Yeah. I know I'm super biased, but hey, after Indy, we or we had gotten beat. We finished fifth in Indy with a score of a 79 and redesigned pretty much the whole show. Um, the staff was like, we got to make this right. And kudos to the members because we told them this is going to be hard and we're going to have to do a lot of work. And they bought in and we ended up making it in top cool. 15. That's good because I remember talking to you after the Indy Regional being like, uh, you're all shows hurting you a lot. <laughs> I, I think I verbatim told you it's really boring and I don't really That's... know what's going on. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, it's incredible when you can do a, do a turnaround like that and, and acknowledge so. a problem. Be honest with yourself that you didn't design potentially an amazing product from the get-go. Try it again. and then It, it wasn't coming it. across the way it was intended. It was kind of like oversaturated with a lot of stuff going on. So we kind of had to simplify it, change some things, uh, change the show title, change the tarp. <laughs> um Change everything. Yeah, changed a lot of things. So all right, so Scholastic real fast, and then we'll close this out. Uh, obviously, I said way at the beginning of this thing, Chino Hills, phenomenal, incredible dynasty. They're not going to lose for God knows how many years. Dude, I'm a little upset that group that Luke's group didn't finish higher. Burleson, uh, Burleson Centennial High School, because I watched their show on prelims day on the stream and i was like dude this show is sweet and these kids are throwing down and then i saw them in the lot on semifinals day and the sound quality was just so yes. refreshing that's what stuck out to me that it's so what i will say about chino hills is they play really well but they play with a high school sound quality it it's a little bit lighter yes and that's and it's natural. High school kids are less physically stuff developed. It's the cleanest probably ever heard a high school play. Oh, like. for sure. That's why I preface that with they play their butts off. They're the best yeah. playing group every year. And this is nitpicking, but from a sound quality. And the vocabulary is they're yeah. playing stuff that high school kids like you never thought would play. It's insane. Like, yeah. But if I believe that if I were to have one individual player play something by themselves, you'd be able to pinpoint almost right away it was a high school younger person playing it, which is fine because they are high school kids. Because like, that's what they are. <laughs> yeah, that they're literally 16 years old, and it's a fact that you take a 20-year-old man or woman and take a 16-year-old boy or girl, and the muscles are more developed. You're going to be able to get a more mature sound quality um, when you're older. It's just, just facts. And Burleson was doing – doing their thing to get as close to a mature sound quality as you probably can probably can. So kudos to Luke Willingham and the rest of their staff uh, on an awesome season. It may have been, it may have been their highest finished ever. I'm not sure probably. on that. I'd have to I've look back heard last of the high year. School. They kind of popped out of nowhere, but I've never even heard of the high school until this year. Yeah. I'm going to, while we're running down through that, I'm going to recheck last year, but I'm pretty sure it's their, their highest finish ever. So, uh, yeah, I think they finished six, but uh, yeah, they were easily... fourth prelims. They were in fourth yeah. after prelims. Then they were fifth, I think, semis, and then sixth um, finals night. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate. I don't know if they didn't they have good runs last year too. or okay. other groups had better runs. I think Dartmouth should have gotten second. I loved that show, but I like poker, so it kind of resonated with me. And, they, and I love Tom's Dude, that writing. Show's cracking me up. They're and like, I love the Tom's writing. I was like, fold, just fold this hand. He was like, just one more hand. <laughs> oh, Gambling addiction. Hand. Yeah, it was a really cool show. Um, Andy Kim teaches there. Uh, Tom Monks obviously has run that program for God knows how long. Um, and I, I've always loved his writing since I was a kid. So I think Avon cracking in the top three. Yeah. Avon, good for them. Um, Ayala. Dude, their show is just hard. Yes, it was. Too hard. It, it was too hard. super tough. Super they, tough. Those kids ran like the whole show almost. They, I watched them march and play at one time. I was like, man, I don't think I did things that were that hard in drum corps. No. <laughs> they were just hauling. All right. Um, we just crossed the one-hour mark. Do we have anything else we need to hit? I think we covered everything we wanted to. 
pretty much wrapped up. Yep. All right. Well, we have to get on this, uh, this data collection now. (laughs) Oh yeah. We'll be talking about this next time. We got a lot of shows to watch multiple times. (laughs) Uh, I just realized I'm going to have to watch every show four times. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. We might not make it next week. We'll see. We'll see how we go. We'll see how busy we are. But uh, thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us again. Uh, Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook. It's all just Aged Out Podcast. Um, Like I said, new logo, iTunes application will be submitted very soon. So there's a chance we might be on iTunes by the time the next episode comes up in a couple or a few weeks, which would be cool. Uh, We've been talking about it for like 10 months now, so we can finally shut the heck up. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, we'll just see everybody then. Peace.